We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hey, yeah. Rattle that tin can. Hey, Rattle that tin can. Wichita. Unspoken words. Episode 120. Just like your menthols back in the day. Hey, hey. Misty's 120s. Misty 120s. <laughs> I remember her. <laughs> but she was Misty 220. She was oh, 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 oh. Misty three twenty. Oh, oh, oh. oh, she can curl one twenty. Yeah, she bench, she bench bench presses one twenty. <laughs> Easy warm up. <laughs> it's about how much JC weighs too. He's like, he's like, wanna pick me up? <laughs> wanna bench me? <laughs> how much do you weigh? <laughs> What'd you say? Rattle the can? <laughs> We're rattling that can with Miss D three twenty. That that. See how that just takes off on the way? Oh, man, that was unscripted. That was very unscripted. Uh, so, yeah, we're here um, in Unspoken Words, episode 120. 120 weeks in a row for you, our listeners, because we care about you. Bagoon, just missed you all week. Missed D320. <laughs> <laughs> That was quite the intro. Oh, man, I know. I can't get over it. I'm just having visuals. About 6'4". 320. 320. It went up. Went up. How tall are you, Randy? Let's get it. 5'8". 5'8". You'd have about 8 inches on you. Oh, man. I just love to look up. Yeah, say, what's up, girl? Are you looking up? <laughs> what's up, Auntie? Oh, what's up, Auntie? <laughs> Auntie Misty. Uh, hey. Don't beat me up this time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I only beat you up because I love you. <laughs> You're like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, she's just holding you close. <laughs> oh, baloney. Baloney. Oh, all right. Man. Over here to my right, all the way from Bobwood. I know, I know, I know. He is your favorite Indian, the resident sensei, JCB. Say Shoda. Shoda. Oh. And on the phone tonight, all the way in the Midwest, in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Pod Gotti number 83 in the place to be, Randy. Say Shoda. 
Oh, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later why he's over there. But if you've been listening, you should know. So I'm not going to tell you. No, why he goes to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> to see Misty 320. <laughs> <laughs> that tall Arab woman. <laughs> and across the way for me tonight, special guest in the house. All the way from... The Heights originally in it <laughs> by way of Arrow Creek District. Uh, Joe Simpson, LAC, LCSW. Yes. All right, right. I'll say, say hello, sir. Hello, how's it going? What hey, up? what up? What up? Special guest in the house. All right, yeah, we're gonna put Joel in the hot seat later, but uh, right now. Uh, Randy you? B. Oh, me. Oh, sorry. I, I, I forgot. Hey, and you know me all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Mo hugs, not drugs. Yes, sir. Where that pave is not road. Uh who? Uh who? Uh who? Uh who? Hey, Randy B. Uh, now we Ah, how come you're over there? <laughs> no, we're uh, we're over here for the Silver Gloves tournament. Um, we just pulled into town this morning. Oh, what time? So, yeah, we just had a having like a coaches meeting, and in about thirteen minutes, we're gonna take the kids and get a little training done this evening. And we got to get up at four in the morning, um, and get these athletes prepared for six o'clock weigh-in. Dang! So you guys trying to get that. That last bit of liquids out, huh? Yeah, so like, just, you know, um, I think like every time we hit the road, man, it, it, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of early mornings, um, running on coffee. Dang. But it, it at the end of the day, it's really worth it because we're able to see these young men and young women dig deep within themselves, you know? Heck yeah. Um, and whether they win or lose, like there's always a lesson to be learned, and I think it's it's freaking awesome that uh, to be able to be a part of it and to witness it, um, catching these young kids at a, at a crucial age, I mm. believe, um, and boxing is something that we can apply to life, you know. Yes, sir. With, with, with all the training and all the fundamentals, and man, there, there's a lot of fancy stuff out there, but really. Taking it back to the basics and perfecting those, I think, like, man, we can apply that across so many areas in our life, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that's, you know, I think because of that, like, what the life lessons you can learn in sports, that's why I really push my kids to sports, just to even participate, you know? Yeah. Like, just to go through that season where... You're kind of green at the beginning, and then towards the end, it clicks, and then you're like, oh, and then they start performing, and they start playing. But then that through that whole process, like, just learning that hard work pays off. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we pulled into, we pulled in here. Um, my daughter reminded me, she said it was 6.44 a.m. Um, we left there about 12 yesterday, and... I think about nine or ten o'clock. She was um, in the weight room running. Dang. Her and one of her, you know, her and one of her teammates, and and I got in there with them, and you know, yeah. started running with them. Um, but it's amazing to see their hunger. 
You know? Yeah, that is cool, man. Yeah, that is cool when they, you know, they kind of get it and then <clears throat> they just start start doing it on their own. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you guys won't know anything about when 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 um when the champ fights tomorrow, and you won't find no. that out until tomorrow. Yeah, we don't. We won't find anything out until tomorrow when she makes weight. Um. So the reason why we're getting them at four. Just in case if she, you know, if any of the athletes are over, um, we get them in the exercise room. Yeah. Let them work it off. Um, and then from there, we have until 545. And at 545, the official scale, or the test scale is taken away. Yeah. And official weigh-in is at 6 a.m. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty tough. But it, it's a national um uh, National tournament, national silver gloves. Yes, sir. So that's the one you guys went to last year, and then Adria won. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's, yeah. Got, so she's, she's back. coming back yeah, to back. defend her title. Yes, coming uh, back to yeah. defend her title. Um, if she doesn't make weight tomorrow, she's disqualified. She loses her ranking, um, and basically has to start back out at ground zero. Yeah. So there's a lot at stake, you know. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. I know you. Yeah. I know you've been getting her prepared and everything, so I don't doubt she'll make weight. Yeah, I, I really um, I'm confident in her in her work ethic, man. Yes, she gets it, yeah, and she's willing to work hard. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You guys got any questions for Randy B? As far as the boxing goes, good, good. All right. Hey, I wanted to ask you three gentlemen, what do you guys think about uh, Kyrie Irving? Little Mountain going to the Mavericks. Ooh. Deadly. Deadly. It's deadly. Little Mountain. Ah, little Mountain. You can you can sing Little Man's powerful song for Little Mountain. Wait till the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's the only time I want to sing it. If they can uh, avoid all the distraction, I mean, if he's not a distraction, I don't know. It depends. Well, on that note, I seen something today where it was saying, oh, like, I've seen that too, yeah. Yeah, where, like, Dallas, <laughs> that culture, that media culture, that community is not New York. Where New York people, media, they'll get into your personal life and bring that up and focus on that where where he's at now, the media and all that community is not really interested in what's your personal, as long as you show up and do your job. So I don't think his personal life will be a distraction. Unless, unless, you know, I mean, he has a tendency to kind of put himself out there, you know, by his, <clears throat> the things that he does or says, um, I guess. Why, what did he say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> He said, <laughs> "Just kidding, sorry." Remember he said, um, "No, you know, like, uh, like, okay, so the one that they keep talking about is that that tweet there when he basically um, uh, tweeted that, about that anti-Semitic. I don't even know what it was. It was like a documentary, documentary or movie or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah he shared it. He shared it, and you know they." You know, things like that. Like, I mean, whether, I don't know what his intentions are or what he was thinking or what, but <clears throat> that kind of thing is, you know, because it doesn't matter. I Look, this is my view of it. I know, like, the Dallas market is a different place. You know, New York is just New York. Like, 
everybody said it from the beginning that 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 media over there is just brutal. Yeah, but I think like the national media is going to be following him anyway, just because of the things from his past. I guess. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. You know, because they ESPN. Yeah, I mean ES. I mean, all people like I mean, like um, all those TMZ sports and all that. I mean, they mm-hmm. like that. They like those kind of. I don't know what you would what you would even call it. They like to talk talk about those kind of things. Gossip. So, yeah, well, it's gossip, but you know that kind of shit sells, right? Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff is what people want. Are people actually want to watch? That's why the National Enquirer is still around, and those gossip magazines because people like that stuff. That's and why. So, yep. And so, the, so the media is going to be like, all right, we're going to keep going with this. So I, I don't think he could actually like get. He probably get away from the New York media, but I don't think he's going to get away from the media media. Yeah, true. And at the end of the day, is that going to be a, a distraction for like you know Luka Doncic or any of those other team uh, that those other guys on that team? I don't know because on the court, I mean, like man, they they beat this one to death too. Is like on the court, man, that dude is brilliant. I mean, he's yeah. he's top tier player, Heck but yeah. Mamba mentality. But he, you know, off the court, like in the past, I'm not going to say what he's going to do there. I can't project that, but. Yeah. In the past, he, he's been a distraction. Like, he wouldn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and so he missed, like, a half a season, basically. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, just the wait and see. I hope he, I mean, off the court, whatever, dude. Like you said, if he do, goes on the court and does his job and helps the Mavs win, because I like to see Luca win. Yeah. Then I'm all for it. And if they can just ignore anything, everything else, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like him, to say that. Oh, I love no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I never said that. Competing around the bush here. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, bro. That was, uh, that, no, and I apologize. Just say I, I cut you off in the beginning when I go, oh, I read that too, but it was something completely different where what I read today, <clears throat> Irie said, People talk about what I do off the court, but they ignore the hard work that I put in on the court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely on the head. I think for me, right, like everything that JC said is valid and it's true, but on the flip side, right, like yeah, on the flip side, you have an athlete who's willing to stand up for what he believes in and stand up for what he believes is true for him. Yeah. Whether it goes against the grain or not. Um Although I don't agree with everything that he does, it's kind of admirable, like for me. You know what I mean? Because this guy is sticking to his guns. He's going against a billion dollar company, a machine. He's getting paid handsomely for it, um, but he also is a very big giver. Like I always see these things. Like he does all these amazing stuff for his students. Uh, he paid off student loans for people. Um, he's donated so much money. Um, and I really think that the that the mainstream is intimidated by a person that's willing to stand up for what he believes. You know? Uh oh, little mountain. Yeah, that's that's just like my perspective. Um, like I said, although I don't agree with everything he does out the court, he's still like when he does play, he's good at his job. Yes sir. Um, you know? And I, I just kinda disagree with the fact that we expect these athletes to be what they've always done, but in reality, they have a huge platform mm-hmm. and they're utilizing that. And they realize like they're the ones with the power. 
Yeah. Right. Like they dictate where they go. They dictate who they work for. They dictate um, the hours that they put in. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's just like a, I admire it, but I don't agree with everything. True. True. And true, I'm also, true. Yeah. And I'm also excited like to see Dallas uh, win. Yep. You know, um, I think they can be an awesome tandem. Right on, right on. Hey, I know you got to jump off here real soon, Randy B. Pod yes, Daddy. Uh, you want to yeah. say anything? Hey, you got any, um, anything you want to say to the unspoken words disciples? Um, Unspoken words. What about that LeBron James uh, scoring history he made last night? Boo. <laughs> That's what they're saying. We need to get a hold of TNT because Boo. I tried to screenshot that uh, that shot <laughs> when we were on the road. I tried to screenshot and the suckers blacked it out. How do they then, do that? I'm uh, sure they got some kind of know. algorithm. Oh, yeah. I thought it like I thought I was tripping at first, and the first one was like black. So I took another one, and then yeah, I took like two more, and they were all blacked out. So. Must be some kind of a some kind of on YouTube. I know. No, I was watching the live though. You know, I was trying to catch a live action. Yeah, like you know, I'm the one that took this picture. No, but yeah. Thank you guys. Um, Unspoken words, man. Thank you, Josiah and JC for holding it down. Thank you, Joel, for coming in and sharing um, all the nuggets that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry for missing tonight, but also. At the same time, man, love you guys. Love to be running with you guys. And thank you to all Unspoken Words listeners for supporting us, for believing in us, and encouraging us. Uh You guys have a great week. Uh Hey, you too. Save travels. You tell that champ to knock her ass out. That's a lot, man. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Said Uncle Josiah said, knock your ass out. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Just play that. (laughs) Allow Cool J for her. I know. uh, All right, man. You guys have a good episode, man. Yeah, for sure. Episode Misty 120. Misty 120. Yep. All right. Love you, too. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. Later, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't get your feedback on. I know you're. I know you like watching basketball. Yeah. About, what do you, how do you feel about Kyrie going over to the Mavs? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Plead the fifth. Oh. But uh, I recuse yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely agree with what uh, Randy was saying though too about how uh, you know I think just because of his influence and platform. I mean, you know, if you say something and uh, if you if, if it's something that you you stand behind, I mean, you know, somebody's going to find you know some counterpoint to it you know and 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 i think that athletes and actors just because of their reach on social media and influence they're always going to be um held to a you know higher standard as well so yeah it's just something that they can't escape and uh you know he's gonna have to deal with anything you know any backlash of any comments he says for sure yeah yeah i think um that was like kind of the first, like, well, the first thing I was really started thinking about when I seen that, because I was, uh, what was I doing? I was doing something. I think I was running practice or something, mm-hmm. and I got home, and then I was like, oh, snap, because I didn't see it until, like, it already had happened, like, three, four hours before, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I seen it, and then my thought process, you know, being a coach, I was like, dang, man, that's, like, a great option for Luca to look for. 
you know, because, I mean, the ball, the offense goes through Luka. You know, he's doing his thing. He dribble drives, draws the defense, and he's got Kyrie waiting on the wing to kick it to, to either attack or pull up. I was like, man, these guys are going to be even that more deadly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say is that winning changes everything. You know, you mm. get a championship, you can be as flaky as you want. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because, like, <clears throat> I was watching this, um, well, this interview that Rodman was doing, and he was saying that outside of, like, basketball practice and games, he never talked to Pippen or Jordan Mm-hmm. Outside of that, mm-hmm. you know, so I think um, <clears throat> just to highlight, you know, <clears throat> if he shows up and does his job, I think some beautiful things can happen. Now, it could be a bust, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see, like, thinking about it, you know, looking at the big picture, he made that, he shared that post, it was anti Semitic. And then shortly after that, he balled out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, he balled out. He carried that team. So, like, to kind of ruffle some feathers and then bring up his stock, and then I want to trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't happy there. So, like, I could see, like, that purposely done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was st- strategic. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, then, too, like, at the end of the day, like, who, everybody, doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or if you working at McDonald's, if you ain't happy with where you're at, you have a right to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true, true. I, like, I mean, you get millions of dollars and you signed a contract, but at the same time, like, man, if I'm miserable at some place, I mean, I got to say, hey, there's a place, there's another place for me, and I'm sure you can get something back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I I just don't see any reason why anybody should have to be almost like an indentured servant, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true that. And I just really like Kyrie ever since he was at the Cavs. <clears throat> um, well, number one, he's a Duke. He's from, he played at Duke. Man, it was only for part of the season he got hurt. But uh, that's why I liked him initially. But then in that final series, you know, LeBron dribble drove, kicked it to him. And, like, he didn't even hesitate. He pulled up and he hit that shot. And then they interviewed him right after the game. And they're like, what were you thinking? And he was like, man, Mamba mentality. And, like, he was all, like, pumped and hyped. And, like, he didn't shy away from that moment. So I was like, hell yeah, I like this guy. And, yeah, why, I, and why I hate LeBron. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, what do you think of that record then? Uh, I think it's a great accomplishment. I think I've. I've come to terms with that love, hate, or I guess hate relationship. I guess I don't hate LeBron. I just like hate the the, the hype. hype. Yeah. The hype. Like he's had the greatest career. Michael Jordan's the greatest player. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. What I've come to terms with. Yeah. And, and and it is a lot of. I mean, I've come to terms with the fact that a lot of it is a lot of hype too, and it, no. and that is probably by design. Oh yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, like he's. I think he's scripted a lot of. No, I don't want to say scripted. That almost sounds fake, but he's yeah. kind of he's put a lot of uh, thought into the things that he does, right, or how they go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's. I think it is almost is like scripted. Like people, like his publicist, his promoter, agent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, they're okay. making having him do the moves. Like if you do this, 
this is our <clears throat> this is our one year plan. This is our five year plan. Like, and he's just following a script. I I can see that too. Yeah. yeah, I I just didn't like the word it the word of it, but yeah, I I get it. Yeah, because I could see like they would be like, you're getting you're probably gonna break the scoring record, so let's get you over to the Lakers, whether you win or lose or not. Yeah. Breaking that record as a Laker gonna be historical. Have Kareem there, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That was probably planned like five years ago. <laughs> I was watching that last <laughs> night. I I don't know. This is out of left field, but. I was listening to that lady, and she was talking about cream, but she had this, like, the way it sounded, <clears throat> she was talking about cream, and then she said, but, then she said cream, but the way her pauses in her voice, it's for a second there, so I thought she said butt cream. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> and I started cracking up at the TV. I was like, what did she just say? <laughs> but just, just just the way she said it, you know, those little pauses in your in your uh, your delivery, and it sounded like she said butt cream. <laughs> what? Anyway, that's way off the subject. Way off subject, and uh, I think with that, you guys feeling a little warmed up, loosey goosey. Joe, you Oof. ready to go? Loosey, ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> I was a good icebreaker too. So. <laughs> yeah, just talking about that. Um, yeah, let's go, DJ. If you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We got done with the appetizers. Now it's time for the meat of the show. Main course right here. Main bro. course. <laughs> Joel Simpson. The entree. Yeah. <laughs> JC's the biscuit. <laughs> Just a little side biscuit. <laughs> Just a little side biscuit. <laughs> I'm the house salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I keep thinking about Misty 320. Misty 320s, huh? Yeah, she's... Like a formidable woman. <laughs> a formidable <laughs> opponent. Yeah. About six four, six five. Ooh. Ho ho ho. Just holding you close. Yeah. That slow that slow dance. <laughs> and that python grip. Pop. Yeah. And just holding you close in her bosom. I love you. <laughs> Can't even squeeze it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. Um, so here we got Joe in the house, and I'm gonna throw it over to JC. He's gonna kick us off with some questions, and then. Uh, we'll have a conversation and then at the end, if there's any questions that you have for us, mm-hmm. um, and then we can close it out with any kind of message, any kind of soapbox you have at the end. Hey, go ahead. So favorite Indian, take it away. Hey, all right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, why don't you just tell us who you are, where you're from, kind of a little bit of your little history. And some 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 background. What are we standing on here? What are we? <laughs> well, um, yeah. First and foremost, just want to uh, send a huge congratulations to you guys. Uh, 100 and, 
120 episodes. 120. Hey, Phil. So I feel feel honored to be on this one. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it's great to have this and having real real conversations uh, with uh, real real natives about real topics. So that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks again for having me on the show tonight. Um, and uh, uh, Josiah, I think you actually asked me last year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my schedule is all uh, crazy and stuff. So yeah, you're getting you're on. getting ready for marathons, and which we'll get into a little later. Yeah. But yeah, you're just like oh, I'm too busy, and I yeah. Think, yeah, your boy was playing too yeah, at the time, and yep. I was just like, wasn't we gonna work out? And I said, all right, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, definitely happy to be here, but. Uh, so yeah, I'm Joel, and um, yeah, I'm a uh, uh, Crow Indian. So uh, raised here in uh, Billings. My uh, parents are Jay and Marilyn Simpson, um, and uh, yeah, a lot of my family lives out in uh, Pryor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, goes Arrow ahead. Creek. Arrow Creek, yeah, represent represent by uh, by way of Billings, and then um, so yeah, just really happy about that, and. Um, you know, as far as everything goes, uh, me and myself, yeah, I was uh, raised here in Billings, uh, grew up in the Heights, and um, yeah, just really um, had the experience of an urban native, you know? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just kind of my childhood and everything, and um, um, kind of stayed here in Billings. I've uh, definitely had, a, you know, a lot of good and, and um, not so great experiences here, as, yeah, yeah. you know, as a, as a Native American, but um, yeah, I'm just... Uh, as far as uh, me and myself go, uh, kind of where I'm at now, you know, I've been, we're going, my wife and I, we're going on um, about uh, over a decade of marriage now. Nice. Hey. Yeah. 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 Hey. Appreciate it. Oh, we should have got an award for this yeah. plaque. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years of marriage, huh? that's yep. pretty good. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll be kind of, we we went over that hill and we're going to be going over and, uh, I guess not a hill going over that mountaintop here pretty soon. Hopefully another good 20, 30 years together. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, J-Man, you know, my son, yes, Jadens. Yes. And um, um, and then, yeah, I'm a uh, new girl dad. So mm-hmm. my, my daughter, Natalie, just turned uh, one here on the 30th of December. Yeah, so yeah, okay. had, awesome, awesome. We had her party and it stretched out pretty much all January. So, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we did right. that. Yeah. Girls are different, you know. Yeah, it, it is. is like yeah. their that whole month is their birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, had that going, and um, you know, and and you know, I think as far as uh, uh, just kind of everything else, you know, um, yeah, we live here in Billings. Uh, you know, currently work in my my role right now. I'm a, a social worker. Work with uh, veterans and their caregivers, mm-hmm. and um, you know, really really enjoy that role. Uh, can. You know, and, and I really see myself being a, a a really great asset to those caregivers, so yeah. they can really provide uh, you know adequate care to uh, their veterans who have a lot of disabilities, you know, injuries, mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a it's an awesome role. And uh, as far as kind of the things that I enjoy, um, you know, you probably know this. Uh, definitely enjoy my running. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a passion of mine. It it started off as a uh, trying to learn something healthier for my own <laughs> physical health. And, and yeah, it really just kind of turns into something you love, yeah. you know, and uh, great community. Um, you know, they're really positive as far as fellow runners. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I just love uh, spending time with my kids, my wife, you know, uh, mm-hmm. going on road trips. And of course my, 
photography. You know, oh, I'm yeah. definitely not a pro. Um, I'm, I'm more of a hobbyist uh, yeah, for that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, just just you know, those are some things that uh, really really appreciate and kind of who I am and you know kind of where I come from. So that's a little snapshot. So it's not the whole picture, just a little snapshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get, and you know, we're related, right? Yeah, All yeah. All right, yeah. okay, I just wanted to make sure that. Cousin, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, just, had, I just, had, uh, just had dinner with your folks, too, this oh, past weekend okay, at uh, okay. uh, Jolene's. It was her birthday. Okay, all right. And so they said, yeah, we're going to go to the Montana Club. And I'm like, boom, I was the first one there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, I just saw them. Oh, and Londa, too. So oh, yeah, yeah. Showed up. So, yeah, we had a good dinner over there. Okay. Um, mm. So, okay, you were talking about uh, social worker with um, vet- veterans, did you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what, what does that look like? I mean, what do you kind of, what, what do you do, actually? Sure, yeah. So, yeah, in, in uh, you know, my role, um, you know, I work for the VA, and so uh, we, it's called the Caregiver Support Program, and, uh, and yeah, it's a, a really great program. We offer a lot of, like, education, outreach, and support to uh, caregivers of veterans, so, um, you know, it can be anybody, like, a, it's ma- uh, mainly spouses, you know, mm-hmm. um, it can be, like, family members, uh, children, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe some parents. Uh, good friend, things like that. And so, yeah, we just want to have a lot of like, you know, uh, available resources for them mm-hmm. just to make sure that they're taken care of while they're, you know, really dedicating their whole lives to taking care of somebody else, you know, which is okay. um, oftentimes okay. they're, they're family members. So, um, but just yeah, kind of supporting their support, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and just okay. making sure they have a, you know, um, outlet for their, for, for, you know, them and they have a place to turn if they need help. So yeah. Right on. yeah. So do you do counseling with the family members and the veteran? Yeah. You know, um, the role itself is, it's definitely, um, you know, I'm, I'm not doing like direct therapy anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, but okay. yeah, it's just a lot of, um, I would say supportive counseling. Okay. You know, like a, a lot of workshops, uh, support groups. Mm. Um, but yeah, it has, a, and has a really big educational component to it, um, okay. which I, you know, really enjoy. And of course too, if they need to be linked up with services, I can yeah. kind of navigate that too. And, so just um, kind of meeting them where they're at and then pointing them in the right direction. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, definitely work with, um, you know, caregivers from all over the state, you know, yeah. from, you know, Crow and Hardin all the way up to Browning and, yeah. you know, Great Falls, Missoula. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so working for the VA clinic or VA hospital? Uh, just, uh, VA. Yeah. The VA. Yeah. So yeah, we, we got our hospital, like our main hospitals and our clinics, but yeah, just, just, a uh, VA healthcare system. VA health. Yeah. So like. Anybody from Montana and surrounding states can utilize you guys? Um, or are so, you guys directed just for Montana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just for Montana, but uh, the, the caregiver supports a, a national program. Okay. So, yeah. So they're, if they are listening from another state, then they, they can... Uh, jump look, online? Yeah, jump online and see what, what kind of resources they have for them, for yes. their area? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, it's uh, caregiver.va.gov. And okay. uh, yeah, has like all, all the resources and everything. Uh, we also have a, a national caregiver support line where, um, yeah, you know, if, if they're in like Wyoming, North Dakota, whatnot, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, they can call and they can get connected to their local CSP team in, in, in their state. So mm-hmm. if somebody calls here for Montana, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get notified of that and we yeah. can reach out to them. So right on. That's pretty okay. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I wanted to backtrack a little bit. Sure. And um, <clears throat> so you went to MSU Billings. I went to MSU yes. Billings. Yeah, um, Yellow Jackets. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm a modder. Yeah. Uh, so as like 
when you got there, did you know, I know you initially you became an LAC was yeah. like that, that's what you went to college for. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the drive there to be, be become an LAC? Like mm-hmm. what was young Joel Simpson thinking? Like what was his drive to sure. become an LAC? Well, you know, um, I guess in, in, in my social work practice and, you know, it's, it's, it, um, kind of what, what we learn is kind of the, the pie model, the person in, in environment model, you yeah. know, and really what that is, is that, you know, kind of shows us that we're really influenced by mm. our surroundings or upbringings, you know, and, yeah. um, and so for me and myself, I think, uh, um, just being influenced by like my mom, you know, she, mm-hmm. she was a social worker for years. Oh, okay. Um, and okay. then, you know, my, my dad is a, um, you know, minister. Mm-hmm. So I always like to say I'm a son of a preacher, man. <laughs> I, 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 uh, Some of the worst kids in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my best, kind of swayed to the side in my teenage years. But um, so, yeah, and, you know, just kind of seeing seeing the, you know, work that they did and mm. um, showing that, you know, you, you can be there to help people yeah. and, um, and, and for people who wanted to, you know, make a change in their life. I, I just seen that as, as something that, that was possible. So yeah. uh, they had a really huge influence in my life in that sense. You nice. know? And uh, just kind of seeing the, the passion they had for that. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, kind of viewed it as kind of more of a calling, you know, and, yeah. and, and I think a lot of individuals like in social work, um, they'll, they'll say the same, you know, mm-hmm. like we kind of just viewed it as a, like a, a calling, you know, it's yeah. something just struck and we just seen the, the value in helping others. So. Right on, right on. So you graduate from MSU Billings, you become a licensed addiction counselor, yes. and then you become the first resource outreach coordinator yeah. for Downtown <laughs> Billings Alliance. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a position that I held after you. Yes. Or like there was another person, then that was me. Yeah. But that resource, out, resource outreach coordinator position, tell me about that, how that developed and then how you got into that job. And then, sure. then just talk about that. That yeah. time you spent there on the streets. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was uh, working at Rimrock and um, I worked there from about 2011 to th- uh, 2016. It was my first uh, post-college job. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, man, I graduated, had that piece of paper that said I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I just had the passion to help people. And, um, you know, yeah, back in 2015, um, I know that they started having uh, uh uh, kind of the downtown community members and social service agencies were getting together and they were talking about um, how to address kind of some of the, the issues that were going on downtown. Yeah. And um, kind of out of that, they looked for a, a model that we could look at as far as, mm. you know, for downtown billings. And um, there was a program out of San Diego that combined uh, social work with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, I, I think at that time it, they definitely – I think people viewed, especially in downtown, they kind of viewed it as they, they're they on different, you know, axes. You know, you have oh, law yeah. enforcement over here and social work over here, yeah. you know. And um, with that program, I know, and this was before I, I even joined, uh, joined um, they actually uh, took some of the, you know, downtown agencies, uh, representatives, um, you know, the downtown resource officers, and they actually flew to San Diego mm-hmm. to actually shadow that program. And oh, nice. what they seen was, um, you know, a lot of great success in communication between law enforcement and social work and um, offering an alternative to individuals who were 
kind of the um, high-end users are like the ones that, you know, we're always in the ER or getting arrested. Frequent uh, flyers. Frequent flyers, yeah. yes. Yep. And so with that, you know, instead of just writing them a ticket, uh, taking them to jail, having them be released, um, they utilize the, you know, uh, world of social work to help and, um, you know, be there to offer an option, which was, you know, treatment, yeah. uh, you know, counseling and, you know, mm-hmm. getting services, um, you know, that maybe they didn't know about or maybe they need some uh, some help accessing. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, with that program, uh, it was pretty successful. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that they did look at. Um, and then they just kind of looked at like the data demographics. And um, I think they identified a about 76 of the, you know, frequent flyers are the yeah. ones that had the most citations, the ones that had the most encounters with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, out of that 76, a good majority were, were Native Americans, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so kind of with that, um, you know, they just wanted to see what we could do here. So they, you know, talked about it and they're like, you know, we need somebody on the streets with our downtown resource officers. Yeah. And, um, you know, prior to them approaching me, I uh, I was actually working uh, with the youth at Rimrock. So okay. I did a, you know, evening outpatient group and loved it. You know, those kids were awesome. Yeah. It was, you know, it's always great working with the kids and, um, and you know, just kind of showing them, uh, you know, healthier ways of thinking and helping them work through trauma at their, you know, home. So that's a position I loved. And um, when they were kind of putting this all together, they came and, uh, talk to me about it. And they're like, you know, this is something that, you know, we are looking at doing. Um, would you, would you be interested in, you know, like for this role? And they talked about it kind of too, like with the demographics and everything. And, um, you know, they're like, you know, a majority um, are, you know, Native American. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, so we would feel like, uh, you know, as far as how, how we approach this issue, if this is something that you would like to do and be a part of, you know, it's going to be brand new, uh, it's never really been done before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I did agree to that and uh, kind of met all the stakeholders and everything and, yeah. and you know, everybody that was going to be helping out in this. And um, yeah, it was a big undertaking. I, I really didn't know what to expect, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I met the downtown resource officers and um, you know, there, I think this changed over a few oh, times. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. about seven, six, seven years. And, um, yeah, just kind of seeing that they were really at their wits end at that end at that time, because, you know, they're just chronically writing tickets and then seeing those same individuals, um, you know, just kind of doing the same thing. And, um, you know, but one thing that I did notice was, uh, they also knew their, their stories. Oh, like they, you know, knew the individuals, they, they talked to them and and even though they, you know, cause their job at the end of the day is to enforce the laws, you know, um, they knew the individuals by name. They, you know, knew their backgrounds and yep. stuff. And that's kind of just what happens, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was really inspired by that because it's like, you know, they're not just throwing the cuffs on and writing a ticket. They're actually taking the time to talk to them. Yeah. You know, and and, and kind of hear their stories, you yeah. know. And so, yeah, that, that was really kind of my uh, final buy-in for it. And yeah. um, just kind of knowing that I would be working with officers who are passionate about this yeah. and who are inspired by what they've seen in San Diego and, um, you know, willing to try something new here. And, um, yeah, I just remember my, my first day as well. We were downtown and, uh, we, you know, came across a group that was, you know, outside drinking and, yeah. you know, I came out, introduced myself and, um, you know, instead of automatically writing them a ticket, you know, I talked about, Hey, you know, 
you guys ever thought about detox treatment, anything like that? And yeah. um, if my memory serves me correct, it seems like ages ago. Yeah. My my thirties are creeping up on me now, so <laughs> I, I'm 36. But um, yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things where uh, yeah, uh, two of them chose to go to detox that nice. day, and nice. um, yeah, and you know, I, I knew it wasn't going to be a, a cure all. That that wasn't uh, my goal of it. But mm-hmm. my goal was to be that alternative and option, you know, and, uh, and of course, you know, you, you can't force anybody into treatment. Yeah. Um, courts can hey, say, hey, go. But at the end of the day, you know, that individual can still choose jail. Oh, yeah. You know? So if, if they choose to go to treatment, even if they have like an like one percent of motivation, they're still choosing it for a reason. Yeah. You know, but um, so, yeah, that kind of set that off. And uh, um, yeah, I, I ran a, you know, group uh, five days a week. Uh, I did, you know, intakes and assessments and um, help people get into, you know, detox. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, just kind of basic social services as well. You yeah. know, trying to access housing and things. And um, so, yeah, I did that for about 18, 19 months. And then um, an opportunity came uh, at the IHS hospital in Crow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I decided to, you know, take that opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, wow, that seems like ages ago. That was October 2016. So. Wow, wow. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a tough role um, just for the fact that, uh, you know, when, when you get to know, you know, these individuals, I mean, I mean, every one of them has a story. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And um, in my own social work practice, I kind of use, like, a blank canvas approach, which means that, I mean, I can get their, like, you know, you know, basic information and, you mm-hmm. know, where they're from and maybe, um, you know, kind of what's going on. But, uh, you know, anybody that walks through that door and in that chair for, you know, counseling, I always, you know, it's, it's like, you know what, I'm going to add to that canvas what they tell me. Yeah. You know, but I have to be willing to, you know, listen, not, you know, not just hear, but I have to listen to what they're going to say. And the amount of trauma, you oh. know, is just was astronomical, oh. you know, and uh, it was, pretty much the the most intense population in that sense, you know. Yeah. Um but kind of despite everything, they still had a sense of humor. Oh yeah. You know, they they still had a, a, a sense of 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 um you know um just a somewhat I'm not gonna say um uh, you know they were happy all the time, but they, they, they found the little things to be happy about, you know, or they, yeah. they, they found the things to still, um, you know, find joy in their lives, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, those were, uh, yeah, great people that I, you know, that I met. And like I said, you know, some of the individuals that we came across, they, they didn't want help and that was fine. You yeah. know, and some of them, it took 10, 12 tickets, <laughs> uh, it took a few trips to jail and some of them were like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this out. Yeah. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, I got to meet a, a lot, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people passing through, you know, and um, yeah. some people who were just kind of stuck out on the streets, and then um, you know others who, uh, you know, they had places to go, uh, oh, but yeah. they they chose downtown to indulge in their you know addictions, yeah, um, as, as well. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was just a, a really interesting um, time, and uh, I I learned a lot, not only about myself, but about you know those individuals that we see downtown yeah. you know, and, and that a lot of people drive by that will never know their name. They'll never know their story. They'll never know their background. You know, I yeah. had the chance to really, you know, get to know them for 18 months. So. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's, that's, 
that's probably easy for your everyday average person too to drive by somebody and not really see them as a person. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like they just see the outward appearance and maybe their condition at the time, you know, uh, yeah. w- whatever that may be. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, because I've heard Josiah talk about it a lot too. And what he says is, you know, putting the humanity back into it, like yeah. to see those people as human beings and saying they have stories. Yeah. And there's a reason that they're, that there's a reason for the things that we do, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm, you know, I can attest to that because um, having struggled with addiction, but you know, man, I think it's just like a like a testament to not only yourself, but you know, the, the work that you do to you know take that step and say, hey, you know, this this isn't just you know uh, a non. This is a human being, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is somebody's son, this is somebody's daughter, somebody's parent, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I mean, I, I I get out of that. And I think that's really something that if more, if we could do that more often, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I, I, I think that would put those, a lot of people in a, in a lot better place. Yeah. Um, you know, like in those areas that we talk about, you know, the, the, the spiritual, the physical, the mental, the emotional. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, when we get out of balance, then, then we start acting out in our own different ways. And one of those things is through addiction, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was just really, really cool to hear that. Like, yeah. especially like, you know, you're out there, you're breaking trail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, like, uh, you, the, we, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah. And yet you still went headstrong into it. And like, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right Thank you. Yeah. That is, that was pretty cool. I always thought it was cool, like. Well, I remember when I first seen it, like in the paper, because like when you, that map start, that map program started. There was like a big article I read it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man, that's cool, man! I would like to do that someday." Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you know, t- two three years later, I was yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah, but um, it's interesting. Like you said, your very first day you came up on this group, and some people want to detox. Um, yeah. My very first day, man, they were trying to fight me. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you all, get a lot of that too? You know, there was times where, I mean, I, I, I think being the resource officers, we did a great job of establishing boundaries. You mm-hmm. know, you enforce the law, um, and you know, I'll provide the you know social work component. And yeah. but I think sometimes, you know, if if an individual like you know kind of seen me, they start. You know, not all, but some, you know, kind no. of, oh, maybe I'm a branch of law enforcement, which I had to explain I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm, that's what they always, yeah. yeah, they always thought we were cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, too, because when we did a, a few presentations around town, for some reason, I got a, I, I don't know whether I get, gave off like a probation officer vibe, but <laughs> they didn't think like, a, a few were like, oh, so are you like a PO or something? I'm like, no, I'm a social worker. And like. Oh, you are? So I was like, yeah. And I, I don't know if I just gave off that aura or if it was the haircut. It was the or haircut. I, <laughs> I don't know what You're it too was. Too slick for yeah. a social worker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> as you're doing this, uh, the map group, um, and kind of right around that time, I started the talking circles. Yeah, so I yeah. was, you know, some of those people were coming yeah. um, and g- having success. And, yeah. you know, some of them never turned back. Yeah. You know, and they went on and they're living, you know, just yeah. normal lives. They're still walking the red road. They're still in recovery. Yeah. Um, what I found was, like, difficult for me. I just kind of wanted to see how you kind of dealt with it. Like, those people that would come in motivated for, like, you know, a week or yeah. 30 days. Yeah. Or maybe even two months. They're motivated. They're coming in. They're... 
you know, you're you're plugging them in, boom, boom, and then they go back out. Yeah. And then, you know, a month or two later, they're back and they're motivated. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me, I would start getting under my skin to, like, I'd almost not want to help them. Yeah. You know, so, like, I just wanted to see, like, how you kind of dealt with that, those kind of individuals Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, just in and out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's something that, you know, like you talk about in your studies as far as, like, with social work and, you know, counseling theories is, um, you know, you are going to see individuals, their motivation um, is going to really exist on a, you know, pendulum. It's going to go kind of, you can go back and forth. And even though you learn that, it hits different when it happens and it's, 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 (laughs) it's your own, you know, person that you're working with. Yeah. And... I think that's one thing that uh, as far as, I mean, you know, we're, you know, social workers were taught that, but then at the same time, you know, we're also human too. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to see that it, it, it first and foremost, it was like, ah, okay. <laughs> because it almost feels like you've got to start back at square one. You know, mm. it's like, oh, well, you know, that individual, they, they, you know, they're not coming to group anymore or, you know, they're not checking in with me anymore. And maybe they got to, you know, I, I remember sometimes too, like the resource officers would call and say, Hey, we found so-and-so they were passed out over here. <laughs> and so, yeah. And you know, I think that's perfectly healthy to feel that, yeah. you know, because, you know, um, I think to, to be tr- a truly authentic social worker, you have to let your clients and patients affect your own personal life in some way. Mm. You know, you have to keep that boundary to where, you know, you can't personalize or failure, but you have to let them in your own life to a certain degree because that's how you really start to care. And so, you know, let myself get the, you know, process that. And what that helped me do was understand and look at the bigger picture as, you know, even though they may have like relapsed, maybe or maybe they haven't come, you know come back to group. Understanding that their motivation is going to go back and forth, you know, and mm-hmm. also understanding that as long as I'm here and as long as I have that open door policy, they know where to come back to. Yeah, you know, and I think that was always kind of the biggest thing working downtown is just yeah. you know, hey, you you know, you can choose to come, you know, come see me. You can choose like help, anything like that. But you know, I'm you you know where to find me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, uh, either riding around on my cool bike. That was actually, <laughs> it was kind of funny because, yeah, I mean, that was actually the, the cool aspect of it was, I mean, I hadn't hopped on a bike for years before that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where, you know, I was always, you know, um, we actually ran group at St. Vincent's, uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right on, uh, Montana. I think they, they moved now, but so yeah, they, they always kind of knew where to find me and you know how to contact me. Yeah. So because um, you kind of like in that position, you almost like become that a beacon of hope. Yeah. Because then yeah. like they'll go back out, but then they'll come back and be like, "Can I come back to group?" Like, yep. Yep. Go ahead. Come on. Yeah. Do it. Yep. Um, that was gonna be my next question. Did you ever go out there? Like, I know that, that was the cool part for me too. Yeah. Getting to jump on the bike <laughs> yeah. and cruise around. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go out there by yourself? And, um, like, because you, you, we know where they hang out. Yeah. And you, I mean, we figure it out real quick. And like, did you ever go out to those spots and like, just kind of talk to them or? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go out and, you know, just kind of, you know, have kind of, you know, shoot the breeze with them. Yeah. And, uh, that was kind of the, uh, not the, you know, professional social work, uh, environment aspect. It was just being the, you know, human aspect, you know, yeah. stopping, talking to them, see how things are going and showing that, Hey, if I ride past you, yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to recognize you and yeah. I'm going to acknowledge you. Yeah. You know, I'm not just going to ride past and say, you know, hey, I'll, I'll see you in group on Monday. You know, yeah. I'm going to stop and talk to you. you yeah. Know? So. 
Yeah, that was <clears throat> always. Um, I always thought it was real funny because like you're cruising down the alley and there's a group of them. Yeah, and they're yeah. passing the bottle and you roll up <laughs> and then they're trying to hide it yeah. and they're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> And they're trying to act sober. Yeah, yeah. That would always crack me up. <laughs> but I would do the same, you know, just stop and just talk yeah. with them, BS, like not even talk about treatment, nothing. Yeah. Say, hey, how's your day going? Or what are you guys up to today? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Man, a couple of times, like, and because, like, I would always bring the smudge. Yeah. That was always what I'd end with. Like, yeah. You guys want to smudge? You guys want to pray? And like, like nine times out of ten, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, so then we'd just be standing in the alleyway downtown Billings and we'd be smudging, you know. Yeah. Our, and I thought, and that was kind of like a, a safety net for me, too, because yeah. I come up on a large group. Yeah. You know, like, and like, I don't want to, I don't know, that kind of like that, uh, almost like kind of street law, like you didn't want to like just cruise by a big group and then, yeah. like, oh, he's scared, you <laughs> yeah. know. So I'd always just go right up to that big group and start talking to them. And, yeah. Um, but I remember one time, oh yeah, I remember like towards, I was there for two years Yeah, and towards the end of that two years, you know, and I just go walking around, Yeah, you know, like first thing I did in the morning, I just go walk around in downtown streets, Yeah, you know, specifically looking for someone to talk to, you know, yeah. just like street, street person. But then what started happening was cause by that time they all knew who I was. Yeah. They'd see me coming, man. They'd. They duck, yeah. Duck in the alleys, or turn around, go the other way, yep. or cross the street. Yeah, I thought that was always funny. <laughs> you probably seen that too, huh? Yeah, and and you know, like the the ones that weren't uh, the uh, the ones who had a, a a clear you know conscience that day were the ones who stuck around. Yeah, yeah. the ones that would say hello, and then the other ones they kind of you know walk yeah. away or yeah. kind of ignore you a little bit. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> So, I always thought that was funny too. They called the police uh, bumblebees. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the, the bumblebees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So working with the police, that's kind of like opens your eyes to a whole different world yeah. too. Um, yeah. I just wanted you to kind of talk about that, like as sure. far as you know, your kind of preconceived notions about police and coming into the job, and then yeah. like actually working with them, yeah, and seeing what they do, and yeah, like, I don't know. Then I'll let you take it from there. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, with that position, I mean, you know, I've um, just in, uh, you know, my my social work career up to that point, you know, I, I've had, um, you know, contact with some form of law enforcement, you know, court yeah. ordered or, you know, judge, you know, yeah. uh, PO, all that. But uh, working that closely with uh, law enforcement and, yeah. you know, specifically with the downtown officers, um, yeah, that was really an a, a eye-opening experience um, just for the fact that, um, you know, just everything that can happen in one day, Oh, you know. Yeah. And um, for me, always knowing that at the end of the day, you know, they, they, they did have their job to do and, you know, this is my job that I'm going to do. Yeah. And... Um, one big thing too is that uh, you know the the downtown officers are specifically called downtown resource officers. Yeah. You know, and one th- I mean, like I said, they have to enforce the law. That's that's their job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, too, um, they also I, I feel like the officers that, that that you know I worked with had a lot of that humanity behind it. Oh you yeah, know, they, sure. they they just weren't like a badge. They weren't just like a you know ticket rider. Yeah. Um, I remember the the bumblebee comments. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually forgot about that. Yeah. that you mentioned that. I just remembered it too. We were yeah. talking about it, and um, you know, it was really cool to see because you know there were times where the downtown officers they would help out with the social work aspect. 
Like I always mm. remember this one time um, down at uh, uh, St. Vincent's, they actually helped um, this older couple uh, fill out a rental application for low income housing. Oh, nice! And that was awesome. Yeah, you know, and on on one of and you know for me that just garnered more respect for that. Yeah. You know, um, but like I said, of course, if, if somebody needed to be arrested, they had to do it. Oh, uh, yeah. If somebody needed a ticket, they had to do that. Um, and I, I did everything I could to not ride in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I know me yeah. too. I hated that. Yeah. Hated that. Yep. So, but yeah, you know, just, just, uh, riding in the front and everything and, um, you know, just kind of going around getting to know them and, um, you know, I, I really respected their role and their boundary and I was showing the same thing back, you yeah. know, and, mm-hmm. and what what was so inspiring is that they really believed in that process of social work. You know, they yeah, they yeah. believe that hey, this alternative is. Yeah, I mean, it it can help change people. You yeah. know? and of course, those people have to have to want to change. But now we have the opportunity to offer that. You know, hey, instead of getting twenty tickets this week, why don't you come talk to me? You know, we can look at some you know treatment options for you and uh, kind of see what we can do if if you want some help right now. Yeah, so, sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I I think it really opened my eyes to, like, the aspect that they got a really difficult job. Yeah. You know, that they wake up to and that they're doing this, like, you know, on their own merit. Like, yeah. They want to do this, yeah. um, this job. And they got, you know, they got to make some tough decisions every day, yeah. like you said. So that, that part really took that because I came into that, you know, listening to a lot of hip-hop growing yeah. up you <laughs> yeah. know like after yeah. police and blah 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 so that was kind of yeah was like, man how's this gonna be you know like yep. i'm gonna be working with the fuzz now you know <laughs> kind of feel like you're in a dr drake yeah like, you know, easy. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was, i mean yeah that the two that i worked there were the two that came on yeah after the two that you worked with yes and so actually one of the ones he he you know he had he got you know he had to leave the the program, yeah, yeah, and then one of the ones, Officer Nichols, that you worked with, yes. he came back and worked with me, yeah. But I seen that in him, yeah, and I started riding around with him, like he knew everybody's name, yep. Yeah. And I was like, "What's the name?" Like we just roll up, and then like he just rolled down his window and he call out everybody's names, like you guys drinking today, you yeah. know, and, like kind of <laughs> harass them a little yeah. bit. But it was like he understood almost, like he kind of understood that native humor, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They would. Uh, they would all laugh and like, yeah. oh, Nichols, uh, you yeah. know, and they all knew him, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, and like that, like you said, he knew their stories because yeah. then he's like, oh, what are you doing? You told me about your grandson. You said you were going to be taking care of him. Who's yeah. taking care of him? You know, and like he'd get personal with them and they would, you know, sometimes they get pissed and yeah. like start cussing at him if yeah. they're drunk, you know. Yeah. But like that side of it, I really gained, like came to respect him. Yeah. You know, because, like, he knew all their stories. He knew their names. Yeah. And then, like, he throw truth at them. Because in my addiction, it was, like, when my relative came and just threw truth in my face that yeah. finally kind of snapped me out of it. And I was like, man, I need to go get some help. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I always appreciated that about him. Yeah. Um, And then, so, like, once you left, did you start... Um. Then you went to the reservation, yeah. Uh, Crow Reservation worked at the IHS. Yeah, yeah. How was that piece uh, as far as, you know, I know the commute's probably groomed, <laughs> but uh, I probably don't miss that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, actually sitting there providing, and then you provided counseling for yeah. that population. Uh, how is that, you know, just kind of um, being immersed into that kind of culture, that environment? Well, you know, it was, it was uh, a learning 
um, it, it, it was a real good learning for me because, you know, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Crow, I'm native, but I, yeah. I, I grew up here, um, you know, in town. And so to go down there, um, from what I thought I understood about, you know, uh, living down there, being raised down there, it was a whole new learning experience, mm. you know, and, uh, it, it was very challenging at times, but yeah. you know, every day I left, I always, I, I was like, you know what? I'm like, you know, I, I got to help this individual, you know, I, I got yeah. to help this family member, you know, I got to be there for this person and, um, just the resources itself, um, you know, on the reservation are just very, you know, uh, very sparingly spread out, yeah. you know? And so just being able to be, you know, one of those therapists for what, 9,000 who live on the reservation, you guys know the, I think it's about five, five, five six, thousand. five, six thousand. Yeah. yeah. And so just, just being able to, you know, be there, um, you know, was a, one of those things I felt was, uh, you know, it, it made it worth, you know, getting up at five in the morning and being <laughs> out the door at six. And, um, uh, so yeah. And, you know, really I, I covered all aspects of uh, social work down there. Yeah. You know, I, I did a lot of like, you know, I seen people in inpatient in the ER, people who were you know suicidal in crisis, mm. um, you know, did family therapy down there. And, um, yeah, so I, it, it was definitely pretty much everything you can think of in terms of, you know, social work. Wow. Uh, but you know, it, it was a great experience and, you know, it was working with, um, you, you had to be creative. Yeah. You know, just because, like I said, like the resources just in Montana in general, we don't have the greatest mental health resources, uh, yeah. but we do have dedicated individuals, mm. you know, uh, dedicated, you know, therapists, you know, dedicated counselors, peer support, um, yeah. you know, people who want to help. And so, um, you know, that in itself was just one of those things where, um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great learning experience um you know got to learn more stories yeah. um you know got to know how things really work down there you know like the family systems and everything and um uh yeah like i said it was and as far as the drive goes the the, <laughs> the positive of that was that at the end of the day um i would you know drive home and you know turn on some music yeah. and what was good about that commute because it took about an hour to get back and uh I, I, I always left work at work, mm. you know, when I worked downtown and, you know, and I, I, I worked here in town, it was kind of hard to just shut work off with work, yeah. but working down there, it kind of helped teach me how I can like, okay, well, I'm going to yeah. breathe a little bit, you know, I'm going to get my mind off Decompress. work. Decompress. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so that drive was actually really beneficial at times. Um, mm. I can tell you though, in the winter time, especially when like when oh. it's snowing cold nowadays, I'm like, whew, I ain't got to make that drive anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do like wholly miss a lot of those people that I worked with. And, mm. um, you know, uh, some of those individuals I counseled for the whole two, two and a half years, wow. you know, wow. and, and yeah. that was awesome to see that change. And once again, just being available, yeah. um, just having that blank canvas for everybody willing to listen, um, and, you know, learning everybody's story and, and just knowing that I was there, yeah. you know, that, that was like probably like the best feeling. Yeah. So. Right on. You got any questions there? Favorite Indian? <laughs> no, I mean, I look, and I, I say this all the time. I'm not an expert in anything, but I can. I mean, I, I, I have a master's in selfishness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, but but I can see it from the other side. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I've been through so much programming and treatment. Yeah. And, you know that those kind of things. Like I, and the one thing I will say is that. The, you know, relapse after relapse and time after time that, that I, I I would be okay for a little while. And then yeah. I was like, you know what? 
I'm I think I'm okay. I, I think I can handle this or, or just going in, not even having any intention of ever stopping. Yeah. But what I will say is that everything that they said to me, as far as counselors and therapists and, yeah. and people, um, social work, however you want to put it, is that the things that they taught me didn't go away. Yeah. I just didn't use them, right? <laughs> and, and so when I finally made that decision for myself, like enough is enough. Yeah. Like I remembered all that stuff. I remembered and, and it just kicked in and I started using it while I was still, you know, learning and growing. Yeah. And so like, I mean, <clears throat> I know like you guys are talking about like it's kind of disheartening when somebody goes back out, but I don't think they ever forget the what you say to them. Yeah. And mm. some somebody once told me, I was like, you you can't give up on somebody yeah. because you never know when they're just going to click or what you might say might affect them. Yeah. And it might not be today. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I, I can totally attest to that. Um, and the other thing I would say, too, is like, you know, being in and out of those kind of programs and stuff. We can like as a as an addict and somebody who is suffering, I, we learn really quick, like what's genuine and what's not. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had people in, like, you, the positions that you guys had. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've seen, like, on one, one end, they, you know, they, they, they could care less. Yeah. You're mm. just uh, um, somebody cycling through. You're just another one. Yeah. Um, and then at the opposite end of the spectrum, like, somebody who's just trying to impose their will on you. Yeah. Mm. But every once in a while, I mean, and, and this, this happens more often than not, but you get people who are, you know, like, you're heard. Yeah. Like you can tell when someone you're talking, somebody hears you. Yeah, and, and and that's an important thing. Like, even if I didn't take it today, yeah. Like I can remember, to, oh man, Josiah and Joel, those guys listened to me. Yeah, they heard what I was saying, and they, you know, and they genuinely want. I, you know what? I think I still got his number. Yeah. You know, or something like that. And so, like, I mean, I, I, I would like, if, and this is just me trying to step into your shoes. Yeah. Like if it was me, I'd I would feel I'd probably feel devastated. Like, oh man, I really wanted to help that person. Yeah. That's a good person. Yeah. That's a you know a strong human being. They got so much uh, going for them. You know, talent. You know, uh, intelligence and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then it would be just so disheartening because you know I wanted to help that person, but at the same time, I think it's important to remember that you know whether we don't see it today. Yeah. That that the effect that you can have on somebody. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I mean, I, I then I'm speaking from the other side of the, the other side of the table, if yeah, you will. Yeah. And so, um, man, I'm just like I'm. It just makes me so happy, especially uh, a Native American male. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like being in that, and I'm sitting here with two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and 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 to have that, um, somebody who would say, "Okay, I hear you. Yeah. I, I'm listening to you, and and I want to help you." Yeah. Um. That 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 just that's it's like leaps and bounds of, compared to what I saw early on. Yeah, like we, I mean, I never saw people that look like me, talk like me, related to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. cousin, <laughs> my yeah. cousin, my little brother. <laughs> you know, it didn't. So I couldn't. I mean, like that was one way that I never really felt heard. Yeah, because mm. there's always that there, there's always that disconnect, right? Yeah, because um, and and this isn't a a dig on non-native. Uh, counselors yeah, or therapists yeah. or you know whatever the case may be it's just that they don't understand our culture and our society and the way that we work within yeah. those things yeah 
And so to have that, have that resource to have Native American, have Native indigenous people who know and understand, especially males, four males. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I know that mindset yeah. that a lot of these young men are going through. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the false beliefs that they have because I had them myself. Yeah. But to see examples of, of, of guys that are like, yeah, you, there, there's, another, there's another way. Yeah. And this is the right way. The way we've been taught and the things that we've been learning yeah. are completely, just totally just, they're so wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, to be that beacon of hope, with all those things combined, yeah. I think it just makes it a little more. And I can say this word because he's by himself. It just makes it a little more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that if, Power. <laughs> if, if Randy was here, they'd break into song. And it only happens when I say powerful or power or that some variation of that word. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Got to morph on. Yeah. <laughs> morph it down. And they bust into song and oh, they think they're funniest guys in the world. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, um, it's just really, really, it, was, it makes me feel really good to see that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, hopefully, you know, we see a lot more of that, especially with the male population. Yeah. Um, because I, 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 okay, I won't beat around the bush. You know, our thinking is all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, and so I think what you're, what, what both of you guys doing in the past and what you're doing today is just, I mean, it's, it's not only needed, but it's like, it's, it just makes me feel good to see people step into those roles. Yeah. And, and I know it's not easy cause you know, I, I listen to Josiah and his stories all the time and kind of let him vent every once in a while. Yeah. Like, you know, try to be that, that listening ear <laughs> yeah, without, without yeah. any kind of judgment or whatever and just yeah. let him go off and, you know, but I, I know it's not easy and man, I, I just don't think it's supposed to be because yeah, you know, you're taking on other people's hangups. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we, I don't know about you, but I got enough of my own, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, I, and I think it's also really uh, um, important, too, like how you said, to kind of compartmentalize that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to leave that at home. Yeah. Or let me leave that at work. And then, you know, this is my home life, too. So yeah. that keeps you healthy. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. you know some of that, some of that bad juju might try to find its way into <laughs> yeah. into yeah. our spirits, and we can't true. let that happen either. Yeah, yeah. very true. <clears throat> um, so me, like walking the red road, I found like because like I think prior to walking the red road, getting into recovery this time around, like quitting, mm-hmm. um, I was always kind of looking for something profound, yeah. you know, something like a something that profound life changing but then like once i started walking around it was like the simple things yeah yeah you know like letting my yes be yes and my no be no yeah um someone offers me a drink i can just say no yeah but that is like a real simple thing but i was always looking for something real profound yeah. yeah um so i'm sure you know as you're as you're as you've done the addiction counseling and then the behavioral health counseling yeah like those task works, like uh, as far as, you know, helping people kind of realize that. Yeah, yeah. Just that little perspective shift on things. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. No, and and, and I completely agree with that. I think some people are kind of waiting to, um, yeah, have that like, ha, oh, like, yeah, you know, Eureka. like, yeah. yeah, like the sky opens up and then things start to make sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> They're waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> They don't Excellent. have a roadcaster. Yeah. 
So yeah, and and you know, and I, you know, they're kind of waiting for that theatrical, um, you know, thing to happen. Yeah. But the reality though is, it, it's a process. Yeah. You know, and you know, just kind of talking about walking the red road. I mean, you, you can't go a mile without going each step. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of the thing too is that recovery is possible, mm-hmm. and. It's, it's possible for everybody at some level. And what is recovery for one person may not be recovery from for someone else. Yes, sir. You know? And so that's is whether it's like mental health issues, you know, substance abuse, mm. uh, maybe you had like a bad physical health, you know, thing going on. Um, you know, that's just kind of one of those things where uh, recovery is possible. It's just how do we define recovery for ourselves? And, you know, what are some of the things that we need? Like, what are some resources that we need to pursue that recovery? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think part of it too is, you know, trying not to set huge goals at first, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure this is something that, you know, we've heard a lot, you know, you know, day by day. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that is so true because, you know, once again, you know, can't get to the mountaintop without at least finding the base, mm. you know? And so if, if that's your goal, you know, to, to even knowing where to look first, you know, you know, set that. So I think setting smaller goals for yourself, uh, not trying to jump in, you know, head first and, uh, kind of test the waters, you know, um, I think those are, those are some of the things, but, um, yeah. And, and, you know, just kind of the concept too, of like rock bottom, you know, what's one person's rock bottom is different for another person. You know, it's kind of how it, it, how much it affects us and how much it we're willing to let it be our wake up call. So for example, like, let's say you, You've been struggling with anxiety for a long time, PTSD, and, and you know, you just have that episode sometimes that, and, you know, multiple episodes. It's really up to you to choose, like, okay, when am I going to go talk to somebody about this? You know, how, how many more panic attacks can I have, you know? And like I said, once again, it's, it's kind of a process for that to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, as far as just kind of like, you know, tasks and, you know, all that, as far as with substance abuse, mental health, um, I'm a big advocate of mindfulness. Yes. You know, and that's, that's been the buzzword, you know, yeah, yeah. for, you know, therapy and everything. But I think it's great because mindfulness is very practical, you know, yes. and so um, it's something that, you know, we, we you know, we all can do. Um, one thing that I've, you know, that I've taught and talked about is that, we, we talk about mindfulness in terms of like, okay, you know, use it as a tool for stress management. But what I like to say is, you know, incorporate mindfulness and in, in just into your daily life, Yes, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what mindfulness does is that it doesn't focus so much on, you know, what you're doing. It's, it's a time for self-exploration and, and really for like who you are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so for example, you know, you're more than just that, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe you're a compulsive gambler. Mm. You're more than that behavior. You know, maybe, you mm. know, if you're addicted to meth, you're more than that meth user. So I think what mindfulness does, it kind of allows us to slow down and it allows us to ground ourselves enough and kind of create some inner balance with us, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and, you know, there's a lot of good exercises with that, you know, like the, you know, breathing techniques, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a, a lot of good things like with meditation and stuff. And, um, and, 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 you know, of course, too, with, with the meditation aspect, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, it, it can be your own spiritual journey. You know, yeah, like I always yeah. view religion as something that's kind of a construct, but spirituality is really, your, you know, that's, that's your own thing. That's yeah. something that nobody else can see but you. You yeah. know, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's your own faith and everything. Um, and so those are just things I, I think that are great as far as that. And with mindfulness, too, 
um, I'll just use uh, maybe anxiety. So, you know, just kind of imagine yourself like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a swing, you know, so you're very anxious all the time or you're, you're, you just have chronic anxiety and your mind is kind of like a, like a swing and you're not even aware of how much your mind is kind of, you know, flowing back and forth. And so a lot of times what happens is that you're, you know, that swing goes too far forward and you start to get anxious about the what ifs. Like, oh, what can happen or what may be happen? And you start to feel afraid and fear. But then the swing goes too far back. And then you're thinking about the shoulda, woulda, couldas. I should have done that. I could have done that. And what I like to tell, you know, my clients is that that's the roots of resentment right there. Then you start to feel anxious because it's like, well, I'm going to focus on my past failures. Mm. And then I go too far forward. I'm worried about the what ifs. And you're just in this catastrophic thinking. But what mindfulness can help you do is, Slow it down, you know, you put your feet down and you dig your heels into the ground, allows you to stop so you're not swinging anymore. You kind of focus on, okay, I'm here now, you know, yeah. the, you know, future hasn't happened yet. And, um, you know, the, the past is what, what was, I'm going to like, what's going on now? You know, what's setting off? Like, mm. why I'm feeling like this, you know, what, uh, what are some events that even led up to this? Yeah, and um, so yeah, that's a, that's really a, a good thing as far as mindfulness goes. Um, there's a great technique called the five senses, um, and uh, yeah, that's one where you know just kind of get yourself into like a comfy position, you know, and this is gonna take about five minutes, and yeah, you know, you just focus on like your your sight, you know, like what do I see right now, you know, and like your sounds, what do I hear, you know, what mm. do I smell, what do I taste, what do I feel inside, and it's something to where you help yourself refocus. You know, and one thing that I, you know, really like to teach my clients is that, you know, mindfulness exercises, it can help you by those, you know, three to five minutes to be, to think more rationally, you know, because a lot of times it's the choices that we make when we're in that irrational state of mind, when we're thinking of pure emotion, pure fear, Mm. when we're at the opposite end of that, we tend to make those choices that we're not happy with in the end, you know, so what mindfulness does, it brings it back. Um, and it helps us become more in a balanced state of mind. Yeah, you know, you can respond. You can respond. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, party foul! <laughs> I'll cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it got me talking about mindfulness. Get all excited. So, um, and yeah, you know, just some other things too is just finding like a you know a network of support. You yeah. know, uh, human relationships mean a lot to us. Um, you know, and I think building relationships as well. Uh, Dr. William Glasser, um, he's a founder of what they call choice theory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said that, you know, one of the, 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 the best indicators of, of our own happiness and sense of being is to have meaningful relationships with, with other individuals. Yeah. And that, you know, we, we form these relationships that are, um, you know, constructive to us because it's finding acceptance in others. And uh, it's, um, you know, finding individuals that, um, you know, are willing to listen and that we're able to share our own experiences with, you right know. Um, but yeah, relationships. And also too, I mean, outside of our daily grind, um, yeah. just find some things that we enjoy, Yeah, you know, because paying bills and, you know, going to work and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's, those are responsibilities. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, you know, uh, trying to find a hobby, you know, and yeah. uh, it, it doesn't have to be anything, um, you know, uh, extravagant and it can be something. And, you know, it, it's a time too to where like, let's say you have your mental health condition, um, 
you know, under management. So you have uh, more stability and, um, you know, your life, or maybe, uh, you're, you're sober. So you have more, more free time. And so one thing that, um, w- w- is always great is to really find something that you enjoy, find a hobby, find something to do in, in your spare time, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, even for me, like as far as self care went, um, in, in my early social work days, I didn't really do anything outside of work. You know, like yeah. I, I, I watch TV and stuff, spend time with my family and stuff. That was all good. But, you know, finding like things like running and, you know, taking photos, it's a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah. And it's something that, I mean, I can honestly say that I, you know, love my work and I, I've, I've been very blessed because there's never been a day I've, uh, you know, I've, I've woke up and dreaded going to work. Right now. Um, I, I always look forward to each day, but that's my work. You know, and whereas like my hobbies and my interests, those are things that I do outside of it. And it's really helped complete me as a, you know, person. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's brought a lot more balance into my life as well. So just finding those hobbies and everything. Also, Mm -hmm. if somebody can, uh, especially if they are, you know, um, new in being sober is, you know, definitely find new people and places if you can, you know, um, and those individuals like that, um, you know, we're stuck by you, but that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're able to hold you responsible for your behaviors. Keep those people around. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, keep those individuals around. And, and, um, there, there's a really good movie. It's called clean and sober. Uh, it's with, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, you know, Batman. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think this was pre Batman days. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but it was a great movie. And there's one scene, uh, in that movie where, so, uh, Michael Keaton, he's, I think he's addicted to cocaine. He gets in a lot of legal trouble and he goes to a treatment facility at that treatment facility. One of the uh, workers is Morgan Freeman. Now, of course, Morgan Freeman being your counselor, best thing ever, right? <laughs> just hearing that voice. Yeah. Sober, sober first day. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the most, uh, you know, epic scenes in that movie that I think that was so important was, Michael Keaton, he sneaks up at nighttime and, you know, he's just wanting to, you know, get out of there. And, you know, then he's, you know, just really fiending, uh, you know, for for his drug of choice. So he goes into an office and right before he can pick up the phone, Morgan Freeman confronts him. Yeah. And in that scene, Morgan Freeman looks at Michael Keaton and he's like, he's like, okay, he's like, so, you know, you're 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 in this office and so he's like ask me if you can use that phone and because you know of course morgan freeman knows why he's trying to use that phone yeah and so michael keaton's like can i use this phone and morgan freeman's like no and of course michael you know he he gets all you know flustered and yeah he he doesn't go full batman in this but you know he (laughs) he he gets upset yeah And, and morgan freeman's like ask me again he's like can you use that phone and michael keaton's like can i use that phone and he's like no and that's such a great scene because those are the individuals to have in your life. Yeah. You know, those are the individuals that, you know, they, they see what you're doing um, and, you know, they're, they, they care enough about you to hold you accountable. You yeah. know? And in turn, we can learn from them to hold our own selves accountable. Mm, Whether yeah. it's, you know, let's say, you know, for your anxiety, hey, you know what? I need to hold myself accountable and I need to make it to my therapy sessions. I need to practice my mindfulness. I need mm. to check in with my group. Or, you know, if if you're, you know, uh, uh, sober, it's like, you know, I need to make it to my groups. I need to do my daily check-ins, you know, my daily readings. So sometimes we need to learn that responsibility of ourselves from other people who who, who do that to us, mm. you know. Mm. So... That's good. I like that. I like that. Um, 
Yeah, because I was just like kind of going back to like I was see all that to me is just like real, real like kind of simple things, little yeah. tiny tweaks we can do to yeah, our yeah. just thinking and how yep. we're going about our day. Yeah, where like in our addiction, like I know speaking from my own perspective on my addiction, like I felt like. If something went wrong, it was inevitable. I was going to go get yep. drunk and effed up because I was like, oh, that's what I was conditioned. Yep. I conditioned myself to do that. Think that. It's like, ah, I cuss. I got into an argument with this person. Now I'm going to go um, F it. I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. Yep. But instead, it'd be like, ah, uh, how, you know, and then like that, just doing some mindfulness or practicing mindfulness yeah. and figuring out a way to respond. Yeah. You know, because all I have control over is my own actions. Yeah. That, you know? Yep. And that's like a real simple thing. That's a real simple concept, but I could never grasp it Yeah, for a long time. And, you know, I think part of it, too, is like, you know, like, let's say somebody, uh, they're they're sober for several months, or you maybe somebody, you know, they're just now learning how to, you know, manage their PTSD, maybe mm. their chronic depression, uh, bipolar. What happens, too, is that kind of the biggest precursors um, to those worsening symptoms is actually getting lost in thought. Because then we kind of like we we don't really realize how much our thoughts kind of go off the rail, and a lot of times too, it's really dichotomous thinking. It's either or, it's either uh, going to be horrible or it's and I mean there's no in between. And what mindfulness does, we read between the lines. We allow ourselves to slow down, and we allow our our minds to refocus and say, you know what? There's more than just extremely bad, and more than just extremely good. There's mm-hmm. in betweens. There's just the average, you know, there's just, yeah. you know, and it's, that's okay. It, and that's okay. And even experiencing emotions, what mindfulness does too, is when we experience these, uh, you know, a range of emotions every day, you know, excitement, yeah. happiness, all that. What mindfulness challenges us to do too, is we're not going to label those either. Mm. Like, you know, uh, fear is not bad. You know, happiness is not good. It's just what we feel. It's just what we're experiencing for the time being, mm. because part of what happens is that, you know, let's say somebody's like, you know, oh man, you know that I'm, I'm going to be so scared of that, you know, so it brings on a sense of negativity. It's okay to be scared. And that's what mindfulness teaches mm. you. If you're human, you're going to fear. You're yeah. going to be as fearful as much as you're going to be happy. That's a human existence. But see, sometimes when we overthink that, that can be a huge trigger for somebody is that fear. Yeah, you know that you know that can be a a huge uh, trigger for relapse or somebody to have like a full blown panic attack, um, you know anything like that. Yeah. And so that's that's something to um, you know that that it's 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 an aspect of uh, mindfulness that really challenges us is let's not stigmatize our emotions, let's not stigmatize our feelings, let's just experience them. Mm-hmm. You know, right now you need to get out of my head. <laughs> 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 was that one number was it being john malkovich <laughs> but you know, you know okay so man like I, I i didn't want to interrupt you i don't like interrupting people there's just these things that are just popping into my yeah, head yeah. and um you know one of the things too is like that swing yeah yeah and, and that's why I kind of looked over at Josiah because I'm always telling these guys that you know, like I, I i call them conspiracy theories about myself oh yeah yep right and so, like, I'm, it's either I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. Or like you said, like, man, I'm bummed about what did happen. Yeah. In the past. And, uh, and I, and I'll tell you a story like, um, these, he's already heard it. And so I think a lot of our longtime listeners have probably yeah. heard it too, but I'll give you the short version is when I was locked up. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I was praying. Yeah. And I was in this spot like this is really a real turning point in my life. Yeah. 
And one of the things I prayed for is, can you help me with some, I need something to help me. Can you send me anything and everything that I need? Yeah. And it was crazy because they go by with these books and you look out the window and you, you got, you only have a few seconds to pick one out. Yeah. So I looked down and I seen the title. I said, we're all doing time. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Okay. Snatched it up, started reading it. And man, it had all these different things. Like one of them was breathing techniques that you talked about. Yeah. They even had a, a whole series of yoga poses that you go yeah. through. Yeah. And then the other one was mindfulness or meditation. Yeah. And from that day forward, man, I always encourage people to do that. And, and it's taken on different forms and it's something that I practice today. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, and it's really helped me. I mean, all I don't want to repeat everything that you said, but yeah. all I could do is like sit here and nod my head. Like <laughs> I, I agree because I, I know I've experienced mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I went through that. And, um, uh, I think one of the things that you uh, kind of like, I always telling Josiah this too, is like, man, when I start thinking these thoughts, like thinking of, of like solutions yeah. and then somebody comes along like you and then repeats that and yeah. kind of validates what I was thinking. Oh, like, hey. man, I'm yeah. a genius. man. <laughs> I, I knew that a long time. I'm, I'm yeah. a genius, like, like as if I could, you know, came up with it myself or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you know that uh, you're talking about that the the five senses. You know, three name three things you can see right now. Yeah. Three things you can you can smell. You know, and I do that at work sometimes because again, uh, and for me it's like uh, um, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, physically, like yeah, like like if my my heart starts beating fast just yeah. because I'm you know being physical at work. Yeah. Then my mind automatically goes to okay, you're afraid of something yeah. or your anxiety side. Why is that? Then I start trying to plug in, plug and play. Like, yeah. oh, it's got to be because they're out to get you. Yeah, you know, like, mm. and that, that's completely irrational. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was my old pattern of thinking, and then to try to get out of that. Yeah. Um. And so, basically, stop all that. And then, um, another thing that you said too was, uh, um. You know, when we, I like I say, we're not really aware of how much our mind is just racing around until we try to stop it. Yeah. And so, um, and the, uh, that's another thing too is like I couldn't. I mean, when I first started um, practicing meditation, it's yeah. like, holy cow, there's a lot of things going on up there. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just rapid fire. You yeah. know, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then, um, and I think the last thing I wanted to touch on was like uh, how you said not to label things like. I, I, it's not good or bad. It just is yeah. mm, right yeah. in in, the, in this moment, yeah. and and especially like to extremes, yeah. Like oh man, it's either gonna end up really really bad, yeah, or I I really I like but in my in the past I rarely ever seen the other side of that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how can it be really really good when it's gonna be really really bad? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean that and that that's the way my mind was working. Uh-huh. And, and so practicing all those things, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I know I know this to be true just from practice, but like to kind of slow it down and then not label it and say, okay, well, uh, I was late for work this morning. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. They're yeah. going to, you know, yeah. like, no, you know, you were late. Yeah. I mean, you talk to your boss, you go, hey, I'm sorry. I, I, I was hit the snooze button one too many times, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, just holding yourself accountable. Like it, it's on me a few minutes late. Yeah. And he's okay. Well, all right. Glad you're here. You know, at least you showed up. You know, yeah. kind of that. <laughs> Better like, late than never. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like I trying to make it worse than it really is yeah. going to yeah. be. Yeah. And then realizing, okay, that's not good or bad. Yeah. It just was. Yeah. And, and to realize that, um, those kind of those hits that I mean, because it happens to everybody, right? Yeah. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Yeah. And so those little hits that come, not to like just catastrophize everything. Yeah. yeah. And then also to realize and understand that 
I am worthy of the good things. Yeah. Right. The good things that do come. Yeah. Like I, I, I have to, I had to teach myself that, that I'm, I'm worthy of that. Like yeah, the, the, yeah. the positive things that happen in my yeah. life are because of the way that I, I live my life now. Yeah. And for the longest time, like I said, my, my mindset was so negative, so yeah. lost in all the bad things that I did is that I, I had a hard time accepting any, even, um, uh, 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 a positive comment or how would you say uh like praise or you yeah, know that, that kind of uh, thing yeah. like hey you did a good job and then i yeah but yeah. you know then i'd just start pointing out all the things that were wrong yeah so it took me a while to kind of you know and i it's still a bit of a hang-up for me yeah yeah but i but i'm learning it and like you said it's a process and not to involve that process in any sort of darker light yeah like you know just be in that moment yeah and and i'm yeah and i and to anybody that's listening and heard him say those things, it's like, I can honestly attest to that. Yeah. No. It's like, you know, um, because I, I, it's something that I do every, like nightly. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and for me, I got, I go around, I like listen to those ones on YouTube and just the, the, um, like the relaxing sound, yeah, like those yeah. rain, you know, and just to kind of ground myself. And then, I mean, there's, it's a whole practice. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be talking all night, but yeah. <laughs> You know, just to be a witness to that, yeah. You know, and the and the power of the those things that we can do those these these little changes. It's it seems well, it seems monumental at first, yeah, because we're not used to it, yep. right? It's like I, you know, but really, it's such a small thing. You just have to take that 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 first step, yeah. And say, okay, this is where I want to go with it, yeah. And I'm not going to get there in one giant step, yeah. You know, I got to take those little steps, and eventually, I'll get to the to a point then okay now what's the next thing yeah and then the next thing because if somebody told me oh you got to do all of this in a year yeah i'd be like whoa what yeah you know you got to build this house in two months yeah. like well no i gotta <laughs> i gotta i gotta start drawing the plans today yeah, yeah. tomorrow maybe i can build a frame you know yeah. and then you take it step by step yeah and so mm, yeah mm, it's, mm. it's it's really good stuff yeah yep. yeah um yeah, it's all been good stuff, man. My mind blown today. Yeah. You know, just kind of revisiting, rehashing old job and <laughs> touching on some um, tools that yeah. I need to start implementing again myself. That I've kind of <laughs> gone away from, especially mindfulness. You know, that was that was like you know that that's what I preached. Yeah, early on recovery, I practiced it and I preached it. Yeah, um, and I still there's remnants of it in yeah. my life today but yeah i think that was a huge reminder for me and yeah. confirmation that that's what i need to get back into just that mindfulness practice yeah <clears throat> um so i just want to give you the floor now i know you've said a lot already but yeah. just kind of any kind of soapbox you got as far as when it comes <laughs> to recovery or even maybe some young aspiring native you know that's wanting to get into this work what yeah. are some words you have for them well you know um you know, being Native, representation matters, yes, sir. especially in the field of social work. And, uh, and you know, kind of for for us being, um, you know, you kind of look at the statistics in Montana for, like, social service programs, you know, Natives were always disp- disproportionately mm-hmm. higher, you know. And, and, of course, there's many, many causes of that, you know. Um, but representation matters. Mm-hmm. You know, us being, uh, us having a seat at the table, you know, as, com- mm-hmm. as far as like social work goes and any policy or, you know, a- any voice in that, it matters. And, uh, you know, what what you said, JC, too, seeing somebody that, 
you know, and this is nothing against any non-natives, but seeing a, you know, native counselor, a native social worker, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very inspiring, especially if yeah. you yourself, you know, are kind of stepping into, Hey, you know what? I, I want to get sober. I need yeah. help for my mental health. You know, um, you know, I fell on hard times and I, I need somebody to help, you know, yeah. you know, really help me out right now. So, um, but yeah, just, just kind of, uh, you know, really think about that. And then also to just know that you are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially here in Montana, like I said, uh, people kind of tend to talk, oh, well, we lack mental resources, but the thing we don't lack that I can say firsthand is passionate, passionate therapists and counselors yes, and social sir. workers here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's one thing is that, you know, a, a lot of the colleagues that I've worked with, a lot of the individuals that I graduated with, I mean, they, they really give it their all every day. Right um, and so I, I really commend them. They're inspiring to me. Um, and, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, if this is a field that you feel like you would want to pursue, um, you know, definitely, you know, go for it. Think about the reasons why, why you want to pursue it and, um, just kind of think about, um, and really to do some uh, of your own self-discovery, you know, and, and, and really kind of get to know yourself as well. And, um, you know, just, just, just be prepared for, uh, some trials and tribulations and, and just yeah. know that, you know, at times you're going to see uh, more heartbreak than you are, um, you know, victories. But at the end of the day, though, you know, the individual drives their change. You know, we, we, we can never force them to change, but we can always be that guide. And I always seen, you know, see, see my role as a social worker as secondary as that guide, you know, mm. and holding that, you know, lamp up and, yep. you know, hey, you know, if you're going to go there, the these are the options. These are some things that might happen. Is that something you want to do? But I can never tell them what to do. Yeah. I can never tell a client what to do, you know? Um, also too, if, if, if you are getting, uh, you know, if you are new in the field to practice self care, uh, because burnout is real, you know, compassion, compassion fatigue. We saw that with the, you know, uh, with COVID-19, a lot of the Mm -hmm. frontline workers, um, got that compassion fatigue and, um, you know, even working downtown, um, I, not only was I counseling, but then I really tried to like, you know, do many other things as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, you know, we can go look at housing. We can go look at that. So it's good that you have passion, but just know that you're human still. And, mm-hmm. you know, that fatigue does happen. And, you know, burnout is very real in our field too. Yeah. You know, um, so just with that self-care, but um, yeah, like I said, we, it's, 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 it's very much needed and, uh, you know, I, definitely encourage anybody if this is a field you want to pursue you know you know definitely definitely go for it you know right on right on well i appreciate you coming in today and speaking your truth and man i learned a lot from you today and i know just in our conversations while we're sitting in the bleachers watching games (laughs) i always pick your brain and do that too and i i forever refer to them as coach hugs yeah Coach, so, yeah, Mo yeah. hugs, not drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, any closing words there, favorite Indian? Coach hugs, coach hugs, coach hugs. Oh, yeah, coach, yeah, coach, coach. Coach, hugs. yeah, coach. Hugs. <laughs> yeah, our boy's been playing since like kindergarten mm-hmm. at the Y. It's a foundation right there. Yeah, so. the YMCA, baby. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, thanks for coming in. You're yeah. always welcome back. I mean, just, just, I could listen to you all night, really. Yeah. Um. And you know, learning mm-hmm. a lot. And I. This is like, 
I, I try to listen to every episode again at least yeah. once, but there's a few of them that I always like. I like to go back to, and yeah. I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of hey, them. Hey, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, this is going to be on my replay list. It's going <laughs> to be on my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I can officially you know uh, uh, tell my son I've been on a podcast. So yeah. But um, also too, just just want to thank you guys for for what you're doing. You know, yeah. and uh, you know just listening and everything. Like I said, it's good having these conversations and hearing from like a genuine native perspective yeah that that and like i said representation matters that's that's the biggest thing and change and and you know having people hear us is that representation so uh thank you for the show yeah Uh appreciate that that. and um oh i got one more question uh who you got in the super bowl oh man uh don't 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 be don't be uh Swayed one way or the other. What's so, uh, as as you know, coach knows I'm I'm definitely a college football guy. Okay. You know, yeah. NFL is casual, but you know me, you know me and Jay man, man, Bobcats all the way. But man, once 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 they lost to the to the Jacks, we, my my football viewing went down. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, your season was over. Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'm I'm with you on that one. But I won't say any specific team name to be neutral. But I'll. <laughs> he's pointing, pointing at me. He's pointing at me. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the peace. Fly, <laughs> Eagles, fly on the road to victory. And see, here, here's here's my thing though is that I I didn't really have a I don't really have a horse in this race. Yeah. Um, but but he has a chief in the race. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, here's your, yeah, yeah. Your, your your Eagles fan right here, and then Randy. You know, he can't go for the Chiefs because they're rivals with his favorite team. Oh, so I'm okay. like, all right, then I'll be that guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just to keep it interesting. <laughs> we got a bet going. Yeah, that uh, you know, loser has to sing a verse. Ooh, of, yeah. of the winner's choice. Winner's yeah. choice. Okay, so song. Like, so yeah, one maybe of the some Jodeci or no, it's like, it's gonna, it, <laughs> Captain. I've kind of got it narrowed down to a few, but I can let you know that. In farmer, you gotta you gotta say the words though. I don't know oh, what the words some, are. Got some snow. Yeah, yeah some oh, snow. snow. <laughs> I want to hear that fast rapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I I feel like you used to jam out to snow. I never even heard of snow. Oh, ah, liar. That song, Infarmer. <laughs> I'd have to listen to it. Boom, boom, boom now. Yeah, yeah. Once you hear it, man, you'll probably bust out your old moves. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm going to put it on my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. just to keep things interesting because, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to see a good game. But yeah. Yeah, well. so. yeah, I think, I don't know, Eagles defense too much, man. Yeah. They've been shutting down people. So, Ooh. And then my homie. He's all he ain't hundred percent. He's only three weeks out on a road ankle. It oh. takes like six weeks. Mm-hmm. But that one eagle's got a bum wing, so <laughs> uh, man, he, he was tearing it up though, man. Yeah. He was tearing it up. But their running game's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, we're gonna close it. Oh. So yeah, we'll definitely have you back next yeah. time as just a co host. We'll pick a topic and we'll all talk about it. Yeah, sounds good, man. So yeah, so sometime you are later official, just... officially out of the hot seat. Hey, yes, all sir, right. yes, sir. You're officially out the hot seat. You are now one of the tribe. <laughs> You're now graduated to co host. Hey. Right uh-huh. passage, uh-huh. And with that, we'll sign off and we'll close out this episode of Unspoken Words. To all our listeners over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. And all our Unspoken Words disciples, please spread, keep spreading Unspoken Words gospel. Billy Graham style. And until next week, 121. Shinnick. Peace. Later. Peace.
Hidden in JCB. Hey yo, it's Randy B, aka Pagotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.